0: I'm delighted to welcome back Alex Wong, director of Alex KY Wong Asset Management. Good morning, Alex. You're looking casual today. Oh yeah, good morning. (laughs) Good, good, nice t-shirt to wear on a hot day. And Frederick Chu, managing director of Magnum Research. Good morning. Good morning. Nice to have you both on the show today. News from the mainland was the reduction of stamp duty by a half, which sounds a lot until you realize it's down from 1% to 0.5%. Is it actually going to have any impact, Frederick?
1: Yeah, I think the impact uh, has been reflected yesterday as how the market opens and uh, and closed. Right, so um, you know it's it's uh, it's encouraging in terms of uh, the. You know, trying to lure more people to uh, get into the stock market, and the response is, is imminent. But you know, um, whether it will be long-lasting, I think uh, is questionable, uh, because uh, you know, uh, when you invest in stocks, I think uh, the main objective is whether you can achieve a, a return on it, uh, whether it's a short-term return or a long-term return. Um, costs, it's um, it's it's one thing, but it's never, especially for traders, it's. it's Never um, something that uh, uh, you know very heavily considering uh, uh, when you know when, when when we when we look at how the market behavior uh, of, of Chinese investors uh, where they're looking for high risk high return uh, type of uh, uh, investment behavior uh, it might help on the institutional flows um, yeah. which you know particularly for uh, you know uh, uh, asset owners or. Uh, offshore investors uh, where they trade into A shares uh, the stamp duty is actually quite something uh, on, the, on the basket uh, but then the um uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think, you know, the reduction of 50% uh, of, of, the, of, the, you know, out of the 50 basis points is going to change the fundamental of the stock market.
0: Yeah. Now, Alex, it was interesting how the stock markets mm. uh, reacted in China yesterday because they actually initially went up by 5%. Then it's like they realized, oh, maybe this wasn't so good as we thought and then uh, went down only ending the day up 1%. Uh, what was going on there? I think, first of
2: all, investors wanted more from the policy funds, I think, Uh, that is uh, (laughs) a crying from investors. Uh, The impact is not not lasting because uh, the reduction in stability only helps those uh, short-term trading or arbitrageurs. But I think in China, the, uh, if you want more short-term traders, I think the, first of all, they need to uh, relax day trading. They will mm-hmm. really allow day traders to, to come. So um, that change I think is more important than the reduction in stamp duty. Because uh, if you lower the stamp duty, the, 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 the idea is that uh, you would allow more, you would provide more um, liquidity by, day, uh, by short-term traders. And that reduction in the um, liquidity risk actually would help the valuation of the market. But uh, without day traders, then I think uh, the increase in uh, speculation actually would be minimal. So I think that's yeah. why the change in the stability is not uh, helping much.
0: So Alex, how likely do you think it is that China will allow day trading?
2: I don't know. Actually, I think uh, that is something they can do. Uh, This is, um, uh, the the, the idea is is very easy to understand, but I think that they they, they have too much concern on speculation. So uh, I think they should allow day traders because uh, without day traders, I think the the speculation actually would not
0: increase much. Okay, well, I'm sure the Chinese government are listening today. So may or may not take your advice on board there, Alex. (laughs) But now the big question is, will Hong Kong follow? Uh, will the Hong Kong exchange reduce stamp duty by fifty percent what do you think Alex?
2: Uh, I think uh, they probably will stay whole uh, mm. uh what happened in China probably make them have more excuse because you can see that 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 's not happening much so uh they probably would have, would be uh, more prudent but I think uh, they would uh change the uh trading lot. probably uh, they would allow uh people to to trade one share by one sh- one uh by share not by lot, mm. uh, because uh John Lee actually has uh, requested um, the, uh, the, the his officials uh, to try to increase liquidity in Hong Kong. I think the most, uh, the easiest path is to uh, change the uh, trading locks. I think yeah. that, that probably would
0: happen soon. And what do you think, Frederick?
1: Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, if the procedurally in uh, Hong Kong, you know, changes to the stamp duty. It's not as easy as how it can be done in in mainland. You have probably have to go to Laco and, and, and uh, all sorts of things like that. Um, but changing lot size would definitely help a lot uh, because you know mo- not not every every securities houses allows uh, odd lot trading, mm. and uh, you know for for robot advisors for for, for instance like us, it, we we found it very difficult to deal with uh, you know a small size uh, you know tickets comes in when when you want to trade odd lots. Uh, unless we provide it on our own, but then, you know, majority of the of the trading counterparties out there do not offer this. Um, so reducing into odd lots, I think, would definitely uh, increase, especially for, you know, the mass mass majority of uh, of the investors. And do you think they will? Uh, potentially, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, John Lee has uh, you know make it public that uh, he has uh, you know uh, asked his officials to. Uh, to come up with ways. And uh, apart from stamp duty and all lots, I, I don't really think that's any, anything else that uh,
0: uh, come up my mind at, at this point of time. Okay, well, let's watch this space and see what happens. Uh, moving on to quite shocking figures for the first half showing tourism in Hong Kong is at 37% of pre-pandemic levels, which is made even worse when you compare it to Macau, which is at 57%. Where are we going wrong, Frederick? Um, honestly,
1: I, I travel outside more uh, now. Um, I think a uh, c- couple of reasons, uh, when the uh, post-pandemic market starts opening, the you know, the, the, the jurisdiction around especially in Asia uh, start opening up and commercial activities start back on track. Uh, you want to look for opportunity outside. Uh, maybe to balance off the um, the slowdown of the activities coming in from China, so you want to open up more markets, and then you, you on a on business perspective, you go travel a bit more. Uh, on a leisure perspective, um, you know. Hong Kong dollar is quite quite strong, to be honest, at, at this uh, uh, you know, currently uh, against uh, RMB against you know some other currencies from the Southeast Asia. So we find it pretty you know uh, economic to, uh, to to travel outside. Um, I, I think uh, to, in order to attract uh, tourists back to Hong Kong, I think uh, that there's much to be done. Uh, you know, I think uh, it's it's not it's not just. Um, uh on how much activity you put up but the, the 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 spotlight that you want to put up to the you know uh uh, uh global tourists on what sort of attractions that you currently
0: have for hong kong because they, they're probably missing it you know a lot for the past few years yeah alex what do you think could be done to stimulate tourism to hong kong
2: I think, first of all, they need to attract more business travelers by um, getting back more exhibitions and public conventions here. Yeah. That is uh, the first thing to do, I think. And then uh, you cannot do much on the currency funds because uh, we are tied to the U.S. dollar, probably. Uh, we would Hong Kong dollar strong. So I think uh, more promotions on um, on spotlights in Hong Kong, actually, should be the only way to do.
0: Yeah. And nightlife doesn't seem to recover either. And that in itself is... a you know, tourist attraction. Uh, the government are doing measures including extending mal-hours and offering discounts in partnership with the property owners in Lang Kwai Fong. Do you think that will work and what else could be done Alex? Oh, that would be
2: a little bit difficult I think uh, because if you're extending the, the, the business hour of malls actually it would not help much I think. Uh, and 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 doing different kinds of doing doing something like Lang Kui Fong, I think uh, would be the only way trying to help but I think uh it is still very difficult because people have changed their habits and also I think uh in the past we Hong Kong is a middleman
0: mm.
2: uh in business and we are losing that role so that means a lot of business actually did not go for Hong Kong so that's why nightlife actually is uh, having a decline
0: yeah and well talking about changing habits i find i'm much more likely to sit on the sofa and watch Netflix on sort a of Friday evening now mm-hmm. rather than go drinking around Lang Kwai Fong how about you Frederick yeah exactly i think uh, you know we, we talk about putting up nine markets um
1: I think night markets is not just where you put up, uh, you know, a few kiosks, yeah. selling fish balls, etc. It's night market. If you look at Taiwan and Thailand, yeah. how, how they run uh, night markets, even mainland China, some of the places with successful night markets, it's a it's an ecosystem. It, it's an aspiration of the people. The Majority of people going to night markets are actually local people. They have the habits to go into night markets to 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 have dinner or to shopping or, you know some sort of thing as I like that. That can brings up the entire vibe of going to a night market and. It doesn't just come with, you know, food or, you know, uh, you know, street food or, you know, th- th- stuff like that. It has to be a chain of selection. So basically, uh, a successful night market, you've you got to have the variety. You've got to mm. have, you know, uh, things are more economical. Uh, you're not going to sell 50, you're not going to sell fish balls at $50 Hong Kong. Um, and it, it has to be nice. and It has to be, you know, with, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, a local feature. Yeah. So it's it's kind of uh, you know difficult when you look at the past experience of of we, uh, you know Hong Kong putting up a, you know small type of uh, you know um, flea market you know inside a shopping mall.
0: Or, you know, even the uh, uh, the food truck. I, I don't think it's it's the aspiration. Is yeah, there yet. probably when you compare it to the night markets of Taipei, which I absolutely love. I was there for the weekend, a couple of weekends ago. I went to five, and they just all had their own different flavour. Yeah. And then when I compare it to Ladies Market, which is mostly full of old toot, um, doesn't really compare but where would these night markets be located there's not exactly a lot of spare land in hong kong frederick any ideas on that yeah one? choosing location is also going to be tricky night markets because
1: the, the you know you, you have to position it as a more down to the earth uh it, you can put it up on the, you know outside of a, a k-11 museum for instance right uh, so but then Hong Kong it's very scarce with with land resources yeah. so whichever you know things activities that you want to do on a piece of land is going to cost you you know substantially which means that the rent that you're going to pay it's going to be you know almost unaffordable if you are doing the kind of
0: non-markets that it should be. Correct. Okay, we've got a minute left, so 20 seconds for each of you on this question. In a report presented at Jackson's Hole, public debt has surged, globally public debt has surged from 40% to 60% of GDP since 2007. A rise, the expert said, likely irreversible. As we have an ageing population with increasing pension and healthcare costs, that's quite a worry. Would you agree Alex?
2: Yeah, that is was a worry, yeah. Yes, and now we are seeing the uh, long-term rates in the U.S. to stay high now. Actually, the UKIP has steepened. So I think uh, this is an irreversible problem and that should be a concern in the long term.
0: Yeah, I'm quite worried when I get told we might all be shipped off to some island somewhere. What do you think, Frederick? Yeah, I think even more
1: worry when, the, you know, uh, right now the U.S. debt is still a safe haven
0: globally, but uh, it's going to be even more worrisome if it uh, is fading out on this position. Okay. Well, thank you very much, uh, gentlemen. My guest, Alex Wong, Director of Alex KY Wong Asset Management, and Frederick Chu, Managing Director of Magnum Research.